Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down, track by track, but not today. Not today. We've been doing that for the last five years. We've done it 249 times. And today, we're just going to celebrate that fact. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to uh, pop a cork and then uh, reflect on five years of track by track. Share some of our highlights, uh, share some of our favourite uh, musical moments, uh, and just genuinely reflect on how far we've come uh, with the podcast, with your support over the last half a decade. Now we've got to talk about COVID. Have we got to? Well, yeah, because for us, we turned that into some extra content because we were all at home, because everybody needed something more. We did uh, weekly episodes, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So, I mean, we were already doing our weekly album episodes. And I remember we had, we were quite ahead of the curve. We had about four or six lined up to go, recorded in person, because back then we were still always recording in person. You were living in London still. And then, so yeah, one of the things we did was we did self-isolation specials, which was something that was your idea. You said, you know, everyone was doing something to keep people entertained and to help. And you said, we should do something. So we just did extra episodes where we just talked about what we were reading, what we were listening to, what new music was around. Hello, Hello. you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is usually the music podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and talk about it track by track. But not today. But not today, because these aren't usual times that we're in. Very unusual times. And we thought it would be a real lift, a real tonic uh, to do a special episode today um, to give some thoughts, some ideas um, of music-wise... Music wise <laughs> and uh, films, TV, books, um, for anybody that's at home with a lot of time on their hands, as a lot of people are at the moment, it feels like we've got something to share and something to talk about on that point. So it's on my list of what I could watch over the coming weeks. I would thoroughly recommend it. That's a great film, which, of course, uh, he features in as a, as a character and as an actor. Uh, Dan, can you hear that noise? Yeah, what is that? I think it means we are enforced out of time. Oh, God. Because um, I think we've got to get into lockdown now. What? We've got to stay here at Track by Track Towers. Uh, is there any food in? Well, no, since we sat cook. <laughs> the cupboards are empty. Uh, I think we've got to get going. So uh, I hope we've given you some things to watch, listen to, read. read uh, and we are going to be back uh don't worry, listeners, there are plenty of episodes already in the can, so we'll be back again next week. With plenty of references that are absolutely pointless now. <laughs> Such is the changing shape of the world at the moment. Uh, but take care, look after each other. Stay inside, wash your hands, and be safe. And we'll see you on Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. And we did that thinking it might be for a one-off episode, and then we thought we'd do another episode... We did 10 self-isolation specials and then we went in and then the new music drop kind of evolved out of that. Which we used to do weekly as yeah. well as an episode. So we were doing two episodes weekly for about a year. Obviously, things were different then. We were working from home. You look like you need a top up actually. Oh, I'm so Pass that absolutely over, parched today. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. But yeah, it became the new music drop and... We're not doing it now because it was really difficult, especially when we went back to work and life and back to normal. I do miss the new music drop, actually. Mm. But it was just not manageable, was it? No. Uh, but yeah, music, new music drop was weekly. Then we went monthly. But we have used that to talk about some fantastic new artists. And I'm, I'm not going to claim too much credit, but we've probably brought, broken some artists Spiritually. In, not spiritually. Spiritually, no, but more... Sorry, I've... Uh, oh, I've just burned my arm in a candle, giving you that glass. And also, um, I'm dribbling a bit. I mean, we were the first people in the UK to play uh, the new Confidence Man uh, holiday, <laughs> weren't we? <laughs> we were. You know, when you talk about this, I didn't know if you were being serious or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still not sure. <laughs>
well, you can't, feel, you can't feel the pulse. Well, I always had my suspicions uh, that you were a creature of the night. <laughs> and that's not a reference to you cottaging either, for once. <laughs> Will, what's your first choice? Oh, I've been looking forward to, to sharing this for the first time. So Confidence Man are back. We talked about them on Track by Track earlier on in the year. This is Holiday. So, Holiday There by Confidence Man. Uh, fantastic to have them back with us. This is our first taste of new material, head of a new album coming in the spring next year. This is a huge track, uh, and it's just a, a euphoric pop, dance pop anthem. And I love that you got to listen to, don't listen to the edit, listen to the four, only five minute version where it takes almost two minutes to actually properly get going. It's got an absolutely stunning chord, synth chord, uh, uh, whatever you call it. Uh, and just, it, I, I just love it, Dan. I think it's brilliant. It really is. And obviously we talked about them earlier this year. We did confident music for confident people on the podcast. And we were big fans of that. But what I love about this is that they have progressing sound, still very much them, still very much a party band. But whereas before it was kind of house rave music, this definitely feels like a, a polished version of that without losing any of the energy. Really, really love this one. Uh, and expect to hear some more massive anthems apparently coming uh, on this on this new album they've got coming out. But Holiday uh, is, isn't a Christmas song. Uh, it's actually more about... The summer. Yes, we were the first people in the UK to play holiday. holiday. It feels like a different thing. And then, like yeah. six months later, Radio One start playing it. Yeah. Who's uh, who from Radio One's listening to track by track? Mm. Makes you think. Jack Saunders, I think. And he does rock. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to Radio One. No, I don't know if you can don't, tell. You're verging into. <laughs> stick to Ken Bruce. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do Radio Two anymore. But another artist I loved us us uh, kind of bringing into more UK consciousness was you know Robin Packelin. I loved his music, and that song was one of my most listened to songs. Hard to love that year. That was on one of our top forty of the year episodes. Mm. I remember you'd rated that your like number two or something like that. You rated it really highly. Would it be number one even? Maybe number two, number three. And I hadn't put it in my top forty at all because we combined our top forties mm. to make that. But it was number 11 or something like that because you'd rated it so highly. But it made me think I love how, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but even though we love so much of the same music, actually we, we listen to a lot of very different stuff as well. Because I, I, I don't listen to Robin Pycallan, um And at the time, didn't dislike his music, but obviously he had a major impact on you. And we played him a lot and he introduced a song on the new music. Yeah, drop. we heard he, um, he recorded something for us as well, which was really nice to hear. And I think that was something else I enjoyed with those new music uh, episodes was when we could get the artist on to introduce their track as well. And I hand stenciled that actually, Dan. I didn't buy that from Home Bargains. Oh, no. Yeah, you look after the pennies, lovely. Hi, guys. It's Robin Packalan here. And next up on Track by Track's new music drop is Rest in Beat. And uh, I'm just so happy to get to share this with you guys. So now, listen. This song basically represents the way I think. Like the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning is music. And the last thing I think about when I go to bed in the evening is music. And everything that happens in between is also music. And sometimes I need to come up with some weird excuses to my friends why not to hang out. Because I need to do some music. And I want to. So uh, hopefully you guys like the song. Uh, and it's called Rest in Beat. So here we go. I don't think we could do any justice introducing this track. No way. I think we need to call on someone. A legend. A legend. A steps legend. It could only be a little word from Lisa Scott Lee. 
Hi, this is Lisa from Steps, and here's our brand new single, What the Future Holds, and it's a title track of our new album, which you can pre-order now. It's about being hopeful and looking towards the future, and it was written by Sia, which we're so excited about. We can't wait to perform it on tour, and we hope to see you all very soon. Lots of love. Hi, this is Jez from the band A Certain Ratio. Next up on Track by Track's new music drop is Keep It Together, which is our latest single. The song was recorded last year on our last session with Denise Johnson. She sadly passed away last year. The song features on an EP called EPA and features other tracks from that same session. Hope you enjoy it. Next up on Track by Track's new music drop is my new track, December, I Never Learn. I made this song when I was really heartbroken and jealous and felt all the emotions. It's essentially just about that I always risk it all to feel it all. What's up? We're the Banger Boys. Next up on Track by Track, new music drop is our new single, 1999. Also, special announcement, Dan and Will are going back to 1999 and will be going track by track through our debut album, the party album, in January, ahead of our performance at Mighty Hoopla Weekender. Hope to see you there. The episode will be a Patreon exclusive, so join them now. No, I'm not having that. Hello, Track by Track. My name is Tom Aspore, and you are about to hear the Emanike remix of Traces on this month's new music drop. Uh, it was released last week as part of my remix album, Black Country Discotheque, uh, which includes remixes from Initial Talk, uh, Bronze Avery, Bright Light, Bright Light, Brendan McLean. Um, yes, so check it out. I hope you enjoy the remix and I'll be doing a special episode with Track by Track breaking down Black Country Disco in the very near future. Mwah. You're not really there. I can only feel traces of you if you really care. Hey, this is Nile Rogers. Now, next up on Track by Track's new music drop is Cedric Gervais and Franklin featuring yours truly. It's Everybody Dance, the Jack Wins remix. You know, I'm so proud that the very first song I ever wrote for Chic has now had a second and third life. It's it's amazing to me. It just shows me that that my heart was really feeling the right vibe when I first penned this tune and walked into the studio and I said to Bernard Edwards and Luther Vandross, because we were all in the same band together, yo guys, look at this. Like we had some huge people talking about their new songs on the new music drop. But then that also evolved into something that I, I think we were both really proud of. And it felt like a real moment for the podcast where we kind of leveled up big time when we started to be able to get artists on an episode with us to go track by track through their albums. Yes. And the first one I remember us doing was Alphabet. Mm-hmm. And just that whole, like, what's, what are your memories of that experience? Oh, I was shitting my pants. <laughs> we went to Soho House yep. to record a track by track with Alphabet. And we walked into a room and they were all sat around a table. And I was like, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> it was like the boardroom of The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah. And it was lovely and they were great. And they we had a so nice. great time. That was probably the moment when we realised we needed to get some professional recording equipment as well. Yes, because we turned up with the, like, my first recorder. Fisher-Price. <laughs> yeah. Fisher-Price podcasting. And one of the big things about that episode, I think, is that, I don't know about you, but I envisaged them, envisaged, envisioned, nothing's changed. I still don't know what words are. I thought we'd have this space booked out. As it turns out, we were just in Soho House. We, the people walking past, clattering cups. It was like... Uh, Julie Walters with two soups coming past (laughs) and it's all on the episode (laughs) so shall we see what happened when we met Alphabet what happened when we met Alphabet here it is (laughs) 
So welcome, Alphabet. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And um, I guess we've got half of Alphabet with us today. Yeah. Yes. Um, just to kick off, who is with us from from the band today? Uh, Anders SG, the lead singer. Yes, and Steve, the other singer. And I'm Anders B, the guitarist. Well, thank you for joining us, guys. And it is a incredibly exciting day because it is your first new album in six years. Yes. So the big question is, why did it take so long? <laughs> well, we've actually been on a, on a real break for five years. We didn't play together at all, uh, didn't write songs, no. didn't know if we were ever going to write more songs. All of a sudden, these guys send me an email saying, Stina, we've actually written some songs that could be Elfbeat songs. Would you mind popping down the studio? And it was quite a surprise for me. Um, but I had a really good feeling like going there and um, and singing that song, uh, a song called Sometimes that ended up on the album, felt so natural. And I guess it just something, the music made it happen. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We're out of thank time, you. unfortunately, but yeah, thank you. That's been it was fascinating, really interesting. <laughs> really good. Well, <laughs> we certainly had a giggle with Alphabet. We really did. I think they are our new best friend. I loved talking to them, and just, they were so, so friendly. Yes. Uh, I did notice you, um, you bottled it on one thing, though, Will. We didn't, sadly didn't get a chance to talk about the album artwork. Because there was no song to do it. No. Uh, but that then led to more us uh, uh, sitting down with more artists, and uh, obviously steps jumped to mind because we've we've done them all twice, and Claire uh, Richards as well. Yeah, very recently. Bright light, bright light. Yeah, Jodie Harsh. Jodie Harsh for Madonna music, wasn't it? She mm. wasn't. We didn't talk about her music, but and again, that was one of the great things. Jodie Harsh messaged us said I'd love to go on an episode I remember reading that thinking oh my god that's Jodie Harsh she listens to the podcast on the turntable this week we've got music by Madonna and Dan it's not just us this week we have along for the ride a Madonna super fan uh, a DJ producer a girl about town herself with us none other than the one the only Jodie Harsh. Hi. <laughs> super fan. <laughs> That's super. Yeah, no, I love this album and her. So I'm very excited to be here with you guys talking about it. This is cool. And it's great you're to have us. We've been talking about doing this for a while. Yeah. And I think we wanted it to coincide, as ever, on Track by Track with a milestone for this album, uh, which, it, which it is. Dan, what is, what, why are we talking about music this week? Uh, because this week the album turns 20, two decades old, if you can believe it. Oh. Don't you feel old? Yes. <laughs> feel yeah. old yet? <laughs> that's it. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's where we're ending. <laughs> yeah. We are out, out of time. Um, that was so fun. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having us. me. Um, I love that. So, uh, until next time, I've been Willie Morbit. I've been Moway. I've been Madonna. <laughs> you, I was going to say that. Bit Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Via Zoom. And yeah, the, actually, just, just going to say, the worst part of it was, if there is a worst part, is that we should have been in the room with them. We should have been, but we were on Zoom. And that was the original plan, wasn't it? But unfortunately, once again, this year uh, conspired against us. But they have invited us away next year for uh, a lovely weekend at Soho Farmhouse. So thank you guys for that. Uh, let's, not, let's not jabber on anymore, Dan. Let's hand over to us, who uh, are with Steps. Over to us. Hello, Steps. Welcome. Oh, hello. Hello. Everybody. Hey. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. I'm good because I've had a week of half term and my kids are back in school. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! So, full disclosure to our listeners, we are recording this uh, early in November. So, we are, so yeah, half term has just happened. We are about to go into a second lockdown. So, we don't really know what the future holds at the moment um we do know that today in real life what the future holds has just been released a few days ago and we are going to talk about it track by track today uh and it is our first album of 2020 as well Woo. Oh, that's- Woo. Yay. 
I'm very enthusiastic. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Good point, though. Steps and Mitre Hoopla is, would be the dream. Well, that's another conversation to be had. Mm. That's so that's the end of What the Future Holds Part 2. Uh, first of all, of course, thank you so much, Faye, Lee and Lisa, for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Um, it's actually always a pleasure to go over all the songs and have a little chat about it. Um, but also um, sort of rekindle our love for it and each track. It's um, really, really lovely to um, hear your take on it too. It deserves to be number one as well. There's no Gary Bloody Barlow this time. So fingers oh. crossed, everything crossed. We love Gary Barlow, of course, but fingers crossed, everything crossed. You really deserve it. Um, oh. And we can't wait to see uh, you on tour in just a few months. Yeah, come see us on tour. That's the next thing. We'll definitely be there. We'll be there. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thanks. Well, we, we certainly had a giggle catching up with Steps about what the future holds, part two. Oh, oh sorry. We're having, a, we're having something come through a speaker here. I'll change the mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the whole wall fell down before. Yeah, yeah, the hotel's falling down. Sounds like a lovely place. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we've always had a, a long-standing affiliation with, with ABBA, and we've always loved. Um, hotel's falling down, guys. I mean, you couldn't like this, sorry, guys. Very. <laughs> Can you hear that? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And it's fun, it's great to do, and I think because we we are a band of mixed folk. Oh. I actually feel like the cameras are gonna come out in a minute. <laughs> Uh, and then we went on to record with St Etienne. We spoke to Pete. Oh, Saint Etienne. Gosh, yeah. Again, that, was, a, so that was a moment for me, a huge St Etienne fan. Well, I was going to say, yeah, for you more so, I think, that one, because I'm you've introduced me to St Etienne and I've got to know them through you. But to have Pete not only talk about their brand new album, but also to talk about Fox Base Alpha, which was turning 30, that was incredible. And just when people like that, when people that you've listened to for years and years and years, again, more you in this case, are so generous with their time. It's just amazing, isn't it? Come on, I'll tell you something that I'm glad has sort of, sort of been buried in the time is the, the first, because Only Love Can Break Your Heart came out twice. It was original heavenly version and then there's the one with Filthy on the B-side, but the first version, there's two different B-sides. One's called the official St Etienne World Cup theme, which uh, I don't know... <laughs> which version that's on but anyway it's pretty awful it's got me it's got it's got me going John Barnes, John Barnes <laughs> on it sampled and all sorts of it's, it's, oh we've we've got to find that now Dan. so i'm glad now it didn't end up with the album it's this sort of reverse <laughs> of your question really it's one that i probably shouldn't have mentioned <laughs> No, that's a yeah. that's a great spin on further listening. It's what would you rather not listen to yeah, yeah. again? Uh, we should do that more yeah. often, Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lesser listening. Lesser listening. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks very much, Pete. We are now going to go track by track through Fox Base Alpha. But happy 30th anniversary to uh, you, thank you very and Bob, much. and of course to Sarah. Brilliant. Uh, lovely speech. Well, well we, we certainly, certainly had a giggle catching up with Pete Wiggs from St Etienne about Fox Base Alpha. And I have to say, never meet your heroes, but I just love talking to him. I we could have we could have kept going all day and there's so many things we didn't get a chance to ask about. Can you imagine listening to St Etienne twenty years ago and thinking one day Pete's gonna be on my podcast? No. But I think I love the fact that we can bring that to people that we know love these artists as well. Yes. And we can shine a spotlight on some more up-and-coming artists. So, you know, Tom Aspel joined us. Yep. Twice. Amy, twice. Amy Douglas. 
all for the Hard Feelings album. Yeah. Which Hard Feelings no longer working together. They had one of our most, uh, one of our favorite songs of 2021, I think. So that was holding on too long, but I think we love this and the seven minute album version of this song, it, I, I just can't get enough of it. It's just an absolute anthem. It's fantastic. It's the real one. I, I, I always say if you if you don't hear the app version, you haven't heard this song. You have my friend, um, I, I'm very blessed. I have a friend at Columbia Records, his name is Sean Roberts. He is a genius in their dance music marketing department, in the promotional department. And the way he put it is, that is the fastest and most intense seven minutes of your life. To the point where it's over, it's like seven minutes went by. Because we want, we want to hold you by the neck on that one and suspend the time. I really appreciate so much that you said that because as far as I'm concerned, till you hear the full version, you haven't even heard it. I hate having to make radio edits of that song, but thank you for that. Not only is it uh, does it fly by because it is just I would call this song a masterpiece, but also I feel like I've known this song my whole life, and I felt that from the first listen. And I don't mean that in kind of like in a like pastiche. It's not a pastiche of anything that came before it, but it just embodies so much music that I've heard of in my life from like '90s house music to like things that I love that Joe Goddard has done uh, since that. I. It just I, feels right, doesn't it? It just, just feels right. <laughs> yeah. My God, I'm so moved. I'm, I'm beyond moved. Thank, thank, thank you, thank you for you. You, you, you couldn't ask for more as a songwriter. And you're somebody say that, so thank you. I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna cry in front of these people. Oh God, it was all going so well, and then I cry. No, <laughs> but thank you for that. Um, Dubstar. Dub. The infamous episode we had to record twice. So that's only the second half in my defence. <laughs> uh, and we also did the huge Confidence Man album, Tilt, with them as yes. well. They did a track by track to talk us through that album. More recently, Jake Shears. Again, Darren someone... Hayes, Darren Andy Hayes. Bell. Andy Bell's been on... SG Lewis. Twice. Sport. And that's lovely. So... Shall we go over to ourselves, chatting to Andy Bell, who was on holiday, actually, and took the time to talk to us from Mallorca about Aberesk. And it's a big welcome back to Track by Track to Andy Bell. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And we're here today to celebrate 30 years of ABBA-esque. Now, right. does it feel like 30 years or does it feel like yesterday? It, yeah, it doesn't feel like 30 years at all. It's like when I, you know, uh, when I saw, oh yeah, that's 1992, to me that feels like yesterday. So, <laughs> I mean, 30 years seems like an eon. And um, yeah, I just, I can't believe it really, how time flies so fast. And, you know, I don't know, because we don't have family or children, you don't really see that, the timeline, so. And we were just saying before we started the recording proper, uh, that it's probably about a year and a half ago since we spoke last when we were talking track by track through the neon. Yeah. Uh, does it feel that long as well since the release of that? I mean, we're talking about much older uh, uh, release well, now. Uh, but yeah, even that seems like a while ago already. So, you know, this the uh, the ABBA thing, even though it's kind of very current uh, because of the show and everything coming up, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to actually tie each track down and stuff because I know we were in Amsterdam when we did the recording because Vince was living there. So it was kind of quite... Uh, I mean, I think, you know, Erasure had kind of done really well up till then. And it was kind of, not that we were resting on our laurels, but we were kind of celebrating, you know. And we, um, yeah, I think we were just having fun doing it, you know. It was, 
and I don't. And yeah, I kind of don't want to move on from it too quickly. But yeah, I'm glad you like it. And, you know, I'm I'm super excited. To do it. The, like playing these stuff in shows so far has been so much fun. And I can't wait to do more. And I mean, just in the last couple of days, Tiva and I have written a couple songs that are just fucking awesome. Hmm. Well, that's the perfect place to, to end our time today with... I guess the the hints for the the hint of a tease for a future uh future song or two. Thank you Jake for joining us. It's been a real treat hearing about the album. Thank you so much for having me. I really I really appreciate you guys having me. Um and I uh I I love your show and it's very sweet to be on it. So thank you Dan and Will. Thank you and we'll thank chat you. to you about part 3 next year. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> All right y'all. So we are, of course, going to go track by track through Homosexual in its entirety. We are going to be hearing from you about every single track, which is incredible. But thank you so much. And also, we cannot wait to see you on the stage next year. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for doing this show. So many people love this. I love this. I've been a fan long before I was ever featured on the show. And um, you bring a lot of people joy. So please keep doing this. We love it. I love it. We do, well, we've got two more Darren Hayes albums to go through yet, so we've got to keep doing it after this. <laughs> and more to come. Who's on the wish list? Uh, well, Pet Shop Boys, Pet first Shop of all. Boys. Um, Neil recorded an introduction for one of our uh, celebratory episodes a couple of years back, which we were so chuffed with. Hello, this is Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys. Welcome to the 100th edition of Track by Track. This week's album is an excellent choice. It's behaviour. But we'd love to get them on to talk about an album. Maybe the new album. Uh, I'd be happy talking about one of the older ones again. If it meant we got some personal insights. Yeah. Uh, I'd love... uh, Danny, we were actually... uh, trying to get a time down with Danny yeah. when she was in the UK last. And it, it for very, Neon Knights, wasn't for it? For Neon Knights. Uh, but it very nearly happened, but we could just couldn't get the times aligned, which was such a shame. But she was up for it. She her, she personally was up for it. Just, you know, when management and PR and whatnot get involved, they get in the way of things, really, if anything. Better but, without them. But of course, we had had some previous dealings with Danny. Yes, so something else we did in 2020, as well as all the extra episodes, I don't know where we found the time for all this, we went off topic, we didn't do track-by-track podcasts, we did track-by-track tweet-alongs, which were Twitter listening parties, lots of people do them, didn't steal the idea from anyone in particular. Actually, I think you'll find we did it first. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Um, Again, I don't know if you're serious or not, but I'm going to go with that, because it makes us look better. And... Yeah, we we decided again we should do something. People need to stay inside. It's very serious, you know. We 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 felt like we had to do something to help. And I remember first of all we did it with Bright Light, Bright Light, and Bananarama. The first two we just randomly chucked them in on a day, and they went quite well, didn't they? They a few people joined us, listened to the album, tweeted along, and then it just kind of very quickly spiraled didn't it well it exploded we were tr- we were trend our hashtags for a couple of those tweet alongs were trending topics on uh, twitter and just when i think there was one particular week and i kind of had to take a moment and think wow do you realize what's happening here and in a week we had tweet alongs with some of the members of new order on one day some of the members of the b52s on the other day and with Melanie C tweeting along Spice World on another day. And I just started, you know, when things happen, you just get on with them. And I thought, these are my musical heroes. And they're taking part in this thing that we're doing. Um, and I still actually sometimes look back and I think I can't You did that. You, you did, did that. that. It's amazing. Uh, 
Uh, and the one I love was the Danny Minogue one because Danny was Danny was online uh, and tweeting along, sharing so many unseen photos. Yes. Uh, that she had like that were from shoots that hadn't made it to publication or backstage from tours and things, which are just gold. But also like Ian Masterson and Terry Ronald, they were all joining in as well. Steve who, Anderson, Steve was there Anderson, as well. who were all involved in that girl period with her as well. And I just thought it gave a like three sixty degree um, view on those songs and that time for her. That one was great as well because we didn't even know that Danny was going to turn up, let alone... Because we did that one with Tom Aspel. Yeah. Uh, some of them we didn't do with the artist. And, and still, we had lots of interaction. I think some of the AHA ones, the, the AHA Twitter page was sharing it, but they weren't involved. Same with the electronic one. But that one, we didn't know Danny or any of the others were going to be there. So it was just such a surprise as well. As it kept going on, then Zenomania were commenting on something mm. as part of it. It just was incredible. Um, Melanie C. Oh, oh, yeah, for me, the most recent highlight, Melanie C. wrote in her autobiography, which was only released a few months ago, that through doing the tweet along with us, she listened to Northern Star for the first time in years. And that was another mind-blowing moment of, oh, my God, we made Melanie C. listen to her album like we didn't force her no <laughs> didn't force her hand but it's a great i think we did 10 weeks of those or something like that mm. and yes yeah, an incredible memories And then, yes, I guess COVID slowly started to fade away. I left London. We recorded a lot more at distance. Mm. We still tried to get together in person like we are today yep. as much as humanly possible. Um, because we, we, you can feel the different energy, slightly different energy when you do it face to face. Yeah, you can, can bounce off that other person more. Yeah, and we, sometimes we have to do it remotely because you live in Bristol now and I live here few hundred miles between us but it's it's so nice to do it in person it takes us back to because when we first did do it we were we weren't even kind of sat you know we're not sat in a recording shoot or anything like that we were sat on your sofa with the recording thing squatting on a coffee, table. the coffee table yeah squatting on a coffee table yeah. yes <laughs> which some people do and that's yeah. fine no yeah. judgment on here no there are no guilty pleasures no. remember that that's not just for music but i remember actually when we the first time we moved away from that vintage piece of equipment that we were using. We've got our, all our new mics and all that kind of stuff. That's when we got a new theme tune as well. We got a new logo. We kind of relaunched ourselves, didn't we? Mm. Which would have been 20, early 2020, I think, actually. Yeah. So maybe it's our fault what happened that year. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. We can't be blamed for that. Uh, and, and then I guess we, we uh, created our Patreon and uh, wanted to create more content for the people that we knew really, really, really enjoyed what we were doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll put an episode out and there'll be the odd comment about this should be available for everyone and why is it only on Patreon? But these, we love doing this podcast. We love making track by track, but each episode takes hours and hours and hours to research and to record and to edit and to promote. And if we've got the guest on to organize all of that. So... I think there's no shame in saying, like, if you want more from us, it's just going to cost a couple of quid a month. We're still putting out free episodes for everyone. But, yeah, if you if you enjoy what we're doing, and we hope you do, there's loads more on Patreon. And what would you say to anyone, Will, who sniffs at that? Um, <laughs> I think it's, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's work that we love to do, but it is equally hard work, and it does take... A lot of time and I think we want to make it the best it can possibly be as well so part of that is ensuring we have the kit that we need to do it um and we can invest the right time and energy into it as well and it does help that does help I did love the big announcement we made there when we were moving to Patreon we made it very dramatic special announcement <laughs> yes <laughs> got ourselves around a bit haven't we we have more than you used to at uni actually no, not that much. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say, well, most importantly, we have 
bloody loved it, haven't we? And we've had a real giggle as well. We have had a, such a laugh doing it, and I think we wouldn't have been able to do it for so long and so frequently for so long without having such a laugh. And, you know, like all good things... Um, let me just say thanks for everybody's support in the last five years. You've been absolutely fantastic to us. But um, unfortunately, the rumours are true. We want to do more and we want yeah, to carry on. To <laughs> uh, and listeners, we want to give you even more. We do, which is why today we want to announce that uh, when we come back next week, Track by Track is going to be on Patreon. Now, don't stop playing this episode straight away. Don't fall out with us. People thought we were stopping. I fell for it even, and I was I was in on it. We're not stopping though, are we? No, no this is it. This is the end now. <laughs> no, this is not the end. This is our... It's, it's great, actually, that our fifth anniversary is tied in with our 250th episode... Let's talk milestones, actually. That 100th episode you referenced earlier that when Neil Tennant played a part, that was a huge deal, wasn't it? And that was probably one of our most logistically complex episodes as well because of the number of different people that we had reached out to to, co- to collaborate on the episode. I was so chuffed with what we created as off the back of that. I mean, if you've not listened to it yet, that episode, we were celebrating, I think it was 30 years of behaviour at the same time as well. We had the album's co-producer, Harold Faltermeyer, on there. We had the uh, we had Alexander Belenskiu, who mm. uh, his quartet played on the album. We had Steve Anderson, of course, who had uh, remixed one of the tracks. We had Tessa Niles, who was on BVs. We had some of the fans uh, of the of Pet Boys and of the albums, of Bright Light, Bright Light, and Dubstar, who covered Jealousy. <laughs> Listening to the 100th episode of Track by Track with me, Dan, and me, Will. And Dan, was that a dream? Was that an impressionist? That was not Alistair McGowan or Rory Bremner. That was the actual Neil Tennant opening our 100th episode. And what a fitting way to start our 100. Uh, 99 Track by Tracks or 99 albums so far, and we're going to do the 100th today. And we've got. Quite a few surprises up our sleeve as well, haven't we, Will? Uh, have we? Well, oh, we have. Yes, we have. Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> and when we refer to the lads, we also include producer for this album, the brilliant Harold Faltermeyer. Harold Faltermeyer, what an absolute legend. So not only known for composing the Axel F theme for Be- Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, do, 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 do. Ding, ding. I bet Harold hates that crazy frog so much. I always think about Clock and the version that they did. Did Clock do a version? Yeah. Don't say if we're lucky, Will, we haven't got time. No, there's absolutely no time in the episode today. (laughs) So as well as that, he also composed the Top Gun anthem for the Top Gun film. Um, But he also produced, of course, this entire Behaviour album. So rather than me giving you all the details and the background... Let's hear a little bit from Harold himself. Behaviour was one of my milestones. It was a real, very unique production. And we did turn every stone to make that what it came out to be at the end. For example, we had um, about 300 samples of tambourines. And for every song... We went through all those 300 samples and tried to find the best one. Chris and Neil were a great team in the studio and um, I look back in joy to these moments at um, my studio here in Munich. Oh, 
sadly not. He's well, he's in the audience here, isn't he? So uh, can't be two places at once. Uh, it's a bit like it's a bit like uh, this is your life. We so we did reach out to Johnny Marr to hear about his memories and experiences of recording with Pet Shop Boys. So let's have a little listen to what Johnny had to say about this track now. When I came to work on Behaviour, I already knew Neil and Chris because we'd worked together on the first electronic album. There was a couple of songs that they wanted guitar on and um, they invited me to do it, so of course I was delighted. It's quite funny because when I got to the studio, there was some Pet Shop Boys fans outside, but I'd never actually seen fans outside a studio session before, which is a very pop thing. It's not really something rock fans do. So on backing vocals on Where the Streets Have No Name, brackets, I Can't Take My Eyes Off You, is Tessa Niles. Now, Tessa is uh, a background vocalist, uh, singer, who has just worked with so many of the, the biggest names in the world. Her name always stands out to me because, of course, I'm a huge fan of Duran Duran. And she's done a lot of work on their Here albums. Here we go. I'm sorry, I have to bring them up. Um, but she's worked with Robbie Williams. She's worked with Tears for Fears. She's worked with Take That. She worked with Paul McCartney. Like, literally anyone you can think of, Tessa Niles has has sung with them. Uh, cheeky Girls. Uh, not Cheeky Girls. Rachel Stevens. Mm, no. So we were lucky enough to speak to Tessa and we asked her about her memories of recording this song and just recording with Pet Shop Boys. And this is what she had to say about that. It's fair to say... It was always an adventure working with Neil and Chris. I don't remember a time where I wasn't challenged by them in the studio to do something, uh, you know, very, very different with the vocals. Um, and how typical of them to kind of come up with this incongruous pairing of two different songs. You know, the upbeat, optimistic lyric of Can't Take My Eyes Off You coupled with the despairing plea for a way out of a bleak scenario that is where the streets have no name. I can only imagine the uh, opinions and the negative opinions that were flying around uh, at the time this idea came to, came about, um, that, you know, this will never work, it's a, it's a weird combo, why would you do it? But, of course, that was the nature of the Pet Shop Boys. Very often they would come up with odd choices, brave choices, um, making them oh so different, you know, uh, the symphonic electro cocktail that was them uh, was uniquely them. It was a real, like, it was the first time we've done one of those episodes where there's lots of contributors and it was our 100th episode as well. Like, did you ever, did you even think we'd get to 100 episodes? Never mind 250. No. Uh, and in a way, that kind of set a benchmark then for like, it would be really hard to keep that level of, of complexity up. But when we did the 200th episode, album episode, Pet Shop Boys, actually. Yes. We reached out to the fans. We so did. The listeners, fan, Pet Shop Boys fans, and listeners to track by track. And we want to say thank you, of course, to you. The listeners who may Me? well oh, yes. have, not yes. you, who may well have listened to us banging on about 200 or so far 199 incredible pop music albums. So this time, we're hearing from the listeners, Will. Yeah, and just really nice because actually 200 albums in, still going strong. It's only because people bloody listen to the thing that we do uh, and still enjoy doing. So we thought, let's get some people on to introduce some, talk about the Pet Shop Boys, who love the Pet Shop Boys and listen to us. And put up with us. And love us? I was going to say that, but I thought put up with them is much more self-deprecating. Oh, that's better. In fact, well, do you want, shall I introduce them now? Yes. Let's do that. Let's hear from this episode's contributors and let's hear about their history with Pet Shop Boys and this incredible album, Actually actually hello my name's joseph jagger hi this is rich hi this is jonathan from new york and i'm so honored to be part of this special episode hi there this is oe mac hi this is jim from washington dc hi this is Stephen. question what, what do pet, pet shop, shop boys, boys mean to you? to you well 
not so much just to say really. Where do I start? Pet shop boys mean everything to me. They've been a constant in my life for 37 years, I think it is now, if I do the maths right. To me, pet shop boys mean joyous electronic pop, always delivered with a knowing wink. The pet shop boys have been one of the few bands that have been a constant musical influence in my life from my teenage years all the way to today. Growing up in central New Jersey with parents influenced by Frank Sinatra and the Beatles, my exposure to music was really limited to local radio, which in the mid-1980s was littered with power rock bands like Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Whitesnake, Poison. Neil and Chris are better songwriters than the Beatles. Pet Shop Boys, every track, every album is just such high quality. There's so much Pet Shop Boys out there. And also we've done we've done two big Duran Duran anniversaries. So we did the first album, which similarly to Behaviour was lots of their collaborators. So we had Nile Rogers, Errol Alkin, we had Hazel O'Connor, we had MNDR, and many more. You know, when I think of Duran Duran, you know, now I just think of like I can't really think of another group that can rival their passion for music and their consistency in albums and it's just astounding how much they love music and how that transcends every era they've been in when we started messing around the studio on the first day kind of tell that something good was going to happen it didn't feel um like a band who are on album 15 and 40 years into a career it felt very uh, exciting and fresh and um and it, it it felt like everyone really was you know driven to make something brilliant our friendship and our camaraderie has been amazing since day one and it continues to this very day i actually call them my other chic they were my favorite boys on the block. My memories of them are wide and gorgeous and beautiful. Lovely lads, special boys, and of course special men now. None of us boys and girls anymore. We're 40 years on. Who would have believed it? Love them all so much. And they invited me into their family along with the Durannies. And I felt like a real family member and it was sweet. Happy days, long may Duran Duran continue. Yeah, they were cool. They were just so cool. Well, well that was certainly a hall of fame of uh, notable people. And then for Rio, a year later, we had lots of, uh, lots of fellow fans like ourselves who are podcasting or who are producing radio shows or who are writing about them. Well, I've, I've actually blown the budget, Will, so rather than getting in the likes of, you know, last time we had Errol Alkin and we had Nile Rogers and the like, instead of that, I've brought myself a piece of pop memorabilia. Oh? I was on eBay a few months ago and I spotted the, well, you remember the Rio video? Mm-hmm. And there's that lovely lady on a pink telephone. She's on the phone to Simon. I think his is yellow or blue. I've got that pink telephone. Oh, Dan. And if you clutch it tight enough, it might spring to life. I do hope. If I am going to plug it in, I've not plugged in a landline for a few years now. But I'm going to plug it in and we'll just have you checked the best. Have you checked? You've got a, uh, a dial tone. Let me Is just... Is it purring? It's working. Uh, no. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, keep half an eye on uh, you clutching your uh, pink receiver. The 80s tracks on his album a lot of human league but you know it's just yeah it sounds like a match made in heaven oh hang on dan it's going off again oh god that's disgusting oh it's that heavy breather again i think he's probably <laughs> trying to get your number or get to you oh so so you had to experience that actually I know much more of this i can listen to i just probably will listen a bit more though anyway i'll hang up Okay, right, here's another, here's another incoming call. 4291. Hi, Dan. Hi, Will. It's Johnny California. Oh, Dan, it's BBC Two's Sound of the 80s producer, Johnny California. Oh, wow. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, 
we'd love you to introduce the next, the penultimate track on the album, please. Yes, of course. The next song on this brilliant album is Save a Prayer. Imagine being a Duran Duran fan back in April 82, snapping up Rio on that first week, that most stunning of album covers. Getting home, whacking it on, the quality just doesn't dip. Every song on this album is a sonic masterpiece. Imagine hearing that sequence of Rio to Last Chance on the Stairway for the first time, only for Duran Duran to take it up another level on the last two tracks. And another, there's another 40th Duran Duran anniversary coming later this year, Will. Uh, we also did a uh, an episode of uh, collating all of our hilarious, in inverted commas, bloopers. <laughs> that was around for our 200th album um, episode, so that's available as a separate thing to listen to. If you fancy, a, a, hopefully, a giggle. Our anti bloomers. Or cringe, depending on cringe. Uh, what you prefer. I did actually listen to it recently. For, again, I've listened to it when it came out, and I listened to it again. Uh, I was laughing. <laughs> on the bus, on my own, actually. So On the buses. I don't know about anyone else. She honestly doesn't want me to do that, Dom. <laughs> Dom? Dan? <laughs> At least didn't, at least I didn't call you mum. <laughs> what? Again. <laughs> and Emil, yeah, we'll... we'll have a few nibbles out, Dom. Dom, or oh, I've done it again. <laughs> Dom, ah. Dan will uh, do a few volivants and maybe his famous uh, runny quiche. Oh, and you can do your your blue cheese and artichoke bake. Yeah, all the old favourites. Uh, and then for pudding, we'll all have a big brownie. Oh, I was thinking about a few crepes after. <laughs> You're listening to Track by Track, a very serious music podcast. <laughs> And moving into this sixth year of Track by Track, um, we uh, we're keeping we're keeping going, we're keeping at it. We've got a new theme tune. Yes, we do. So we had our new theme tune for the relaunch, which was the original theme tune was done by Alex Alex Lane, Alex Lane, our colleague of ours. The second one was done by Thurston Track Lady, a colleague of mine, and then it was i think first of all it was redone by thurston for the for an, an electric uh 80s style for the duran duran 40th episode then motivate remixed it which again can you imagine if in 1996 someone said to you by the way motivate steve rodway he's going to remix your theme tune in a few years time uh, he was lovely so happy to do it so gracious uh and he also shared his favorite remixes that he's done for an episode of the remix uh, miniseries that we have on Patreon. So he picked 10 of his favourite remixes that he'd done for other artists as well. So, you know, hugely thankful for his time. But the new one... So it's from... It's remixed by... Initial Talk. Initial Talk. So happy with that. We wanted... I think when we reach out to these producers, we want them to put their own stamp on our signature sound. And what I love about both Steve Rodway and Initial Talk is that they've done that. Definitely. So much. I, we, we were huge fans of both of them. I, I can't believe, I still can't believe they've remixed our, our little podcast with 30 listeners five years ago. We're having Initial Talk, one of the biggest remixes of now, remixing some of our favourite artists. Let's do our theme tune. Yeah. Pinch me, Will. Pinch me. Uh, I could do more than that. Uh, mm. That's a little bit of a potted history and some of our uh, reflections on the last five years, but we carry on. So, what's next? As always, as we said, the first place to hear brand new album episodes is Patreon, and we've got lots of that coming. We've got the horribly titled Octavotafest coming up next month, five brand new episodes. But what's on the wish list, Will? And let me top you up while you're having a think. On the, oh, thank you. What a gent. On the wish list, I guess um, more uh, new release album episodes with the artists themselves. Uh, such an exciting thing talking about hearing an artist talk about uh, their project that they've just worked on that's just being released out to the uh, to the nation. Um, I'm looking forward to getting our best songs and albums of the years oh, together. I love doing that. Feels yeah. like we've got still got a few more to come before we get there. Yes, 
But I've already started compiling mine. I don't know about you. I keep thinking to do it, but I never get around to do it. Oh, which is normally uh, the other way around, actually. Because yeah. I'm normally a bit more planful. Ah. Uh, and just to keep having a good laugh, actually, and uh, so long as people are still enjoying it, that's the main thing. Yeah. So please let us know if you're still enjoying it. Don't let us know if you're not. Just let us know if you're still enjoying <laughs> but it. But let us know what you'd love to hear us doing as well. Let, yeah, let us know if you've been there from the start. Let us know how many albums you listen to. Let us know what you want us to do next. We're doing this for you. So we'd love to hear from you. And thank you for listening. Thank, thank you, you for the last five much. years. Thank you so much for the last five years. Here's to five more. Is that well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Until then, thanks very much. I've been Dan. And I've been Will. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>